Hey, everybody. Y'all, I know y'all cussing me out. I'm not even going to beg for forgiveness. I know I'm trifling. I know I'm no good. I know I'm all types of bitches and motherfuckers today. But it's so good to reach your ears. (laughs) Some of y'all probably don't fuck with me no more. But you're like, let's see what this bitch got to say. So... It is what it is. I do miss y'all. I love y'all. Um, I don't even know what episode we're in, but we're still in season two. And we're going to turn up today. I know it's been like four months since I've spoken to you guys. Maybe three months. Like, a lot has happened. The world has changed since we've known it. Coronavirus is out here killing people. There's killer bees going on. You know, Black Lives Matter is actually something that a lot of people are starting to recognize. But you know what? A few protests and Juneteenth is not enough. We need rights in this country and all over the world. And I'm going to talk all about that shit today on this episode of Kiki with Ken. So get y'all drinks together and get ready because we kikiing today whoo hold on today i'm drinking prosecco let me tell y'all how i've calmed down with my drink well my drinking increased and then it decreased so I'm going to start off by saying this. Y'all know I got laid off from my old job. I think I talked about this in the last episode. And I wasn't depressed. I will say, you know, the company's mission was good. But, you know, the job, I didn't F with. I saw no growth for myself. Um, I felt like no growth was allowed at that company, to be honest. Not with just me, but with several other people. And an exodus happened. You know, not just the people that they laid off, but people that voluntarily left. And this was before and after I left. So people that still work in my old company, you know, you're doing a good job. The mission is great. I wish you much success, but I'm so glad I'm not working there anymore. The ones I still mess with and I'm cool with from that job, whether you're working there or not, we cool. I have nothing but love and respect from you. We could kiki and drink whenever I'm in your town or whenever you're in D.C. It is what it is. Say que say, as we say en français. Um... I got a new job. I'm not going to tell y'all where I work yet because I don't need you motherfuckers trying to get me fired with the crazy reckless stuff I be saying on this podcast and what I be saying in my personal life. But the job is definitely, I would say, not necessarily more aligned with my interests, but it the skills that I have and the skills that I want to develop, this job permits. So I am very grateful for that. I support a great person um, who is pretty high up there in our organization and is getting a higher um, office. So very proud of them. And the money is good. I can actually pay bills. I mean, I was one thing, you know what, Sophia, I'm gonna give a shout out to Sophia Ballin. One thing Sophia Ballin has always said, and she was the first person to say this out loud. And that was audible to me. She said, 
I feel like I never have to worry about Keen because one thing, two things Keen will always have, and that is his bills paid and a bottle. And sis was right. I've always had that since I was about 23 years old. And that's not going to change. But with this income, though, I'll also always have a vacation on deck. Okay. And a savings account because I was lacking those last two things. Um, Yeah, y'all, my 20s. <laughs> Um, this is all coming together. I promise I'm not rambling. But uh, two days from today, I will be turning 30. Thank God. Uh, God willing, you know, I still have to get through these next two days. But um, it's really a blessing to be at this point in my life with the friends that I have, the family that I have, because my friends are my family. You know, you guys know I have like a crazy ass family history and I actually learned some more interesting stuff, actually this past weekend which does not serve my egg or sperm donor any better more particularly my egg donor um but i i'm just grateful for you know my friends i'm grateful for my loved ones because they are my friends you know my sister is i can't believe i'm saying this out loud but my sister is actually one of my best friends and she's also my blood sister same mother um Her dad's my dad, so same mom and same dad. We grew up together. Shout out to her. Um, Then I also have other family members who I love and respect, especially some of my little cousins. They are some deep-ass people, and I enjoy them. Uh, My friends, y'all know who y'all are. I've given some of y'all shout-outs on this uh, podcast before. Um, I love y'all very much as well. Uh, God, none of this is possible without you, so thank you. I really feel like I've had an epiphany these last three months, y'all. Like, I kind of, like, reevaluated where my life needed to be. And it wasn't fair that I neglected this podcast. I've always had some people, including my friend Gaston, who's a big supporter of the podcast. And his birthday was a couple weeks ago, so shout out to him. A happy belated. You know, they were saying, Ken, when is your next episode? And I remember saying, you know, I'm just not in the place to do it. Like, mentally, I'm not there. And I have also a newfound respect for people that do podcasts and do like radio shows and even TV shows and have to come up with stuff every day or every other day or even once a week, you know, Um, excuse me. It's just I don't have a team with me. I do this when I talk to you guys. I'm speaking from the heart. I'm speaking what God gives me you know my knowledge my um ability to just you know project speech project thought be real be a deep ass person and god is everything you know um i'm not gonna say but i will say however though i do think i block my own blessings and that is something that i need to stop doing need to uh, start working on you know i am you know I'm a mobile person. I need to be more active. I have a bunch of books that, you know, I'm currently not reading like that. I need to do that. You know, I was taking my health for granted, you know, um, you know, that's tough type of stuff. I wasn't I wasn't doing right. You know, I wasn't managing my money. Well, like I get a way bigger salary now, but I still wasn't managing my money the way I should. And this is stuff that I had to learn over the past three months. I've learned that life is short. You know, I know some people that have passed from COVID or family members that have passed. And it's, you know, and it's like, OK, some of these people, you know, were young. Some of these people were old. And it's like, yo, Everything could be taken, you know, and God forbid God decides to call me home. What's going to happen? You know, am I going to go and 
you know, how many be buried, basically? Uh, who's going to support me? Um, who is going to take care of my stuff? You know, um, who will benefit? You know, I it, I just been thinking a lot of heavy stuff, y'all. And sometimes it hasn't been good for my mentality. But I will say today, the 23rd of June, 2020, at 5, 13 p.m., I'm off of work. So if anyone that's clocking me, I'm off of work. Uh, I can say I just feel happy. I feel happy. I feel blessed. My blood pressure has went down. I lost a little weight. Uh, my skin is clearing up. My hair is good. My face is cute. Um, my body is getting there. You know, my bank account is a little fatter than it used to be, which, you know, is good. But I want to I want my bank account to be fat, not me. And I'm drinking my Prosecco. You know, I saw my, some of my friends this weekend. Um, some of my friends are giving me a great birthday uh, party this upcoming Friday and just being able to see some of my friends again, even though I can't see many of them, but I could see some of them again. I'm just happy to do that, at least in person. And then, you know, I have friends that, you know, I see on, you know, Snapchat, not Snapchat, Lord forgive me, Google Meets and Zoom. Thank God for technology because I don't know how I'll be able to survive without them and any of my friends that I spoke to during this quarantine, trust me, even if we only spoke one time, y'all know I'm a popular bitch. Like, that just shows you that I respect you because I value our friendship. And you took time to at least speak to me and talk to me. Because, you know, friendships is sometimes taken for advantage. And people have way more important things. To do. Well, I'm not going to say important things because friendship is very important. They have more... um urgent things to take care of, like how they're going to pay their bills, feed their children, their families, take care of themselves, make sure their mentality is good, their relationship with God or whoever they believe in is good. So, and my atheist friends, you know, God loves y'all still. <laughs> um, no shade, but it's true. Um, But yeah, so that's basically what's been going on these past couple months or three months rather. Um, I'm not going to make you guys any promises and say I'm going to do another episode soon. I'm going to try to at least try to do one before 4th of July. But I just knew and I just felt that I had to give you guys an episode today. Like I could not go any couldn't go much longer without, you know, giving my love to y'all, just giving you guys updates what's been going on, you know, with me. I pray for y'all every night, every last one of y'all. I ask the Heavenly Father to, you know, just bless all of you guys. Um, Wish for y'all health, for you to be able to provide for you guys just to be mobile and just be grateful for another day. I pray for all of y'all. I pray for myself. You know, this podcast, I cuss and I praise the Lord in the same minute. So that's just the type of person I am. I'm a cancer. That's how we get down. So I know Gemini, though. They just crazy. Mm hmm. But yeah, I just had to do that. But this is going to be an episode, though. Y'all know, of course, my ass got a subject. My ass got a topic. Um. I'm probably going to do a Black Lives Matter episode for 4th of July, you know, especially to stick it to the um, founding fathers, especially the ones I don't fuck with. Um, but I think I'm going to talk about more an episode I just went through. And my friends that live in my vicinity, my area, the DMV, they don't know this story. Um, I will say this, start off with this. This podcast is probably the most 
candid I will probably ever get with my personal life. My friends don't know much about my escapades. They don't know much about guys I've dated or talked to or messed with, like none of that, you know. They probably know some by name, but as far as meeting them, I would say some of them has never met anyone I've talked to. Others met people that I was interested in, but you know, it was either not reciprocated or the person was trash or, you know, and then I have a couple friends that have met people I've dated. But when I say a couple friends, literally probably two, I'll say three just for heaven's sakes. But yeah, it's it's low. So when I give you guys these details and these stories in these podcasts the alcohol is helping i think it also helps that you know i can't see any judgment on people's faces or their comments or feedback at that time trust me i get a mouthful and an earful uh when these episodes are broadcasted but uh with that being said that was a discretion that was a warning because this story will probably get a little graphic so here we go I'm sorry, y'all. This Prosecco is good. It better be. It was $17.99, and I think I only paid $10.99 for it. I'm going to save a bottle for... Um, I'm having a little brunch with a couple friends on Saturday. But this other bottle I'm going to drink tonight. Not the whole bottle, though. So... I don't know what's going on. I feel like we live in a generation of hookups. And people, you know, are just expecting instant gratification um for years me and my friend bridget have been talking about this and we actually thought about um having a podcast a couple years ago and she actually helped inspire you know kiki with key and so shout out to bridget um we were just talking about like how we live in a generation where dating and traditional dating doesn't matter anymore you know it's like you gotta go through an olympics of abuse mistreatment um distressed uh suicide attempts questioning god loss of family and friends loss of hair lambent blood before a man sometimes a woman but i will speak from personal experience a man will accept you and even then it's like okay now we're dating it's like damn like by that point you know you should give me your kidney but no it's like I hear the horror stories of so many women and men giving their all and more to somebody that don't appreciate them. You know, you got these stages. It used to be like, you know, you go steady with someone, but that's your boyfriend or that's your girlfriend. But you guys like each other. Sometimes it lead to sex. Sometimes it didn't. And then it'll get probably more serious as you got older. And then, you know, you found out you love the person. Y'all get engaged. And then it's like, okay, I love you enough to propose to you. We're definitely getting married. So this is just a formal invitation of will you marry me? Nowadays, it's like you meet somebody, you hook up with them within the first week or so. Y'all talking. But at the same time, though, since y'all not exclusive or whatever the case may be, the man could cheat on you and or excuse me, they can sleep with other people beside you. But you basically have to take a valid celibacy except with them. Wait on them hand and foot and give like, you know, your undivided attention to them. If you don't do it, you get 
blasted saying this is why I don't fuck with you bitches now or you know with men that's why I don't F with you dudes now and for some people that's why I don't F with you N words now and it's just like it, it's crazy it's like yo like why do I have to take all this abuse to be with somebody and then on top of that I feel like it's become so normalized now I low-key had a conversation with some friends a couple years ago they didn't realize I was talking about me but they kind of scared. These were women and they were basically on the side of the person that was like expecting me to, you know, basically pledge myself to someone who was not willing to be in a relationship. They were, you know, I used a fake person's name or whatever. And we were talking about somebody that we all know. So I just brought in my situation by disguise that as someone else. And they were saying, oh, well, you know, you got to make sh- a man got to know that you're a peer. And not when I say peer, not like a virgin peer, but peer as in, you know, that you're not trying to trap him and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why do all men think they're trying to get trapped? What do they got for someone to trap them, you know? And the woman I person I was using was a woman so they assume like if I was a woman what makes people think that okay a woman wants to trap a man and for y'all who don't know what trap means trap means you know you get pregnant by a guy because a lot of people out there men and women they really believe if you have a baby with somebody you're stuck with them for life it's like damn marriage it's like since a child is for life or at least for 18 years I should know what you do at all times And I will use my child as an excuse. Oh, who do you got at your house? Oh, I don't want my child around everybody. Mind you, the child is not at the person's other parent's house. Stay with you at the moment. But you still care what the other person is doing and who they got at their house. Then they start questioning about how you spend your money. How much you you spend with your child. How much... um, time you give to talking to the other parent about raising the child when really what they want to do is keep tabs on you and I got a couple friends that are going through hell with this right now so it's like as a gay man it's a little different with us but it's more like I think for so many years gay men were just you know we no more promiscuous than straight people but You know, it was, I guess it was more socially acceptable, accepted and understood that, you know, gay people, since they didn't have the heteronormative type of relationships, they were more open with their love and everything. So it was like, okay, well, and I feel like that's carried on to this generation. Some like gay guys, they would be like, okay, well, Ken, I'm not exclusive. You know, we're just talking. And I'm like, yo, we've been talking for a year now. You know, you spend the night in my house. We go on dates, blah, blah, blah. When is this talking thing happening? Finally, when they say we boyfriends or whatever, okay, that's cool. But by that point, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. Now, I ain't going to tolerate no one get, uh, putting their hands on me. And I told you I'm sick of these motherfuckers getting beat on in 2019. And I don't want it happen in 2020. But that all went out the window. So it's like, damn, I guess we're going to have to wait till 2021. But I started that on June 25th, 1990, that a motherfucker would put their hands on me and was going to get away with it. It will never happen. And it has not. So... With that being said, it's like, no, no one's been crazy. And, well, that's a lie. Yes, a couple people have put their hands on me. But I fought back, though, y'all. But <laughs> I will say they think that they can just talk to me, me any old type of way. And they're like, oh, well, we in a relationship. This is what you wanted. So now it's like, well, are we in a relationship because you thought, okay, I like Ken. 
Kian likes me. Let's take this to the next level. And maybe we're probably perfect for each other. Or you're doing it because, you know, you thought I was bitching for the past six months to a year. And you're just like, okay, we exclusive now. Or in the words of someone that I know, I, um, I'm tired of cheating on you. Like... This generation, y'all, in this world, I'm not even going to say this generation. It's not just us millennials. I see it with people in our parents' generation because I talk to a couple people that are old enough to be my parents. And I'm just like, wow, this is really how y'all out here thinking. I don't know if people took that whole sow your royal oats seriously or if, there was, if they implanted something in us when we were born. I don't know what the case is, but... It's like relationships are not respected anymore. That's why you got so many broken homes. That's why so many people are getting abused and cheated on. That's why so many people are willing to just take so much baggage just so they could have the title of being a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then they're in that stuck in that situation for years, sometimes decades, sometimes for life, where they would never get wife or husband up. And it's really sad. And I refuse to be one of those people. However, I did notice a fault about myself, though. I may want a relationship and, you know, I do respect, you know, having boyfriend benefits, but I need to put in the work to be a boyfriend and vice versa. But sometimes I think, you know what, maybe I make it too easy for people because I'm easy. Basically, I'm asking y'all, do y'all think I'm a slut? Because I recently met somebody. They're mad cool. They're older, too, so... I'm not going to say how much older they are, but I will say this. They're not in my decade, and they're not in my soon-to-be decade. So, um, but they're cute, though. And to be honest, they just left my house. So, um, I've been talking to them, but this was just... I'm talking about it when we first met, though. Um, I expected us to basically have sex the first time we met. And it's like we were, you know, interested in each other, you know, and everything. The vibe was cool and everything. And it was good. And we made plans to see each other. Like, okay, I'll see you. You know, I'm going to hit you up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was disappointed. I'm like, damn, like, I made sure I was together, you know. I keep my room clean, so I ain't had to worry about that. But I made sure, like, I was together, I'm a clean person too, but you know what I mean together. Uh, shout out to all my Como Sava people. And I was just expecting, you know, to have sex with this person. But that wasn't the case. And I'm like, yo, like, I started to think, am I not attractive enough for them? But, you know, clearly we had to be because we linked up. Bef- not When I say linked up, like, we saw each other. We're attracted to each other. We made plans to hang out. We did. Why did I have to expect that I was going to have sex with this person the first time I met them? And I was really contemplating for a while, you know, damn, why is this person, why didn't they want to have sex with me that time? Like, you know, and then I'm thinking, yo, you've been, your mind has been warped. You really think that it's okay for you to go out here and sleep with people, they bust it open for you or you bust it open for them the first time you meet. And that's not cool. And you're basically acting like these men out here that you know, they expect something the first time they meet someone, but they don't want any type of benefits. 
it wasn't like okay i was ready for this guy to be my man or nothing it's like it's my first time meeting him however i did expect him to give himself to me and vice versa and it's the first time we're hanging out so since then we've been cool you know whatever um i'm attracted to him and he's attracted to me but that's later on but uh but like the first time we hung out and i'm just like yo that's crazy like why is this happening so you know and then i've noticed that you know i'm not saying this happened every time but i've noticed there's been a few times in my life i hooked up with someone the first time i've met them and a couple of people that was it you know uh a few others you know i've developed relationships with them but it's purely sexual and I would say it's probably been like a couple more that they blossomed into something you know so it's like okay well I can't be out here complaining and talking to my friends about how these guys are out here expecting boyfriend benefits without the title when I expected you know guys that you know i'm hanging out with them or i go on one date with them and i expect that same night to have sex with them like you know that's toxic masculinity on my side and you know i like to think that i'm an open person you know i i don't care what y'all say i am a christian i respect women i respect men i uh i am not a pervert i don't um I'm not an aggressive sexual person. Like, well, I'm a I'm a sexual person, but I'm not aggressive at all. So I never thought of myself as a toxic masculine person. But then with that whole epiphany that I've had, and see, I've had these epiphanies since coronavirus. I'm like, yo, that's that's fucked up. Like, I really had this mentality, and I was expecting, you know, this man to sleep with me. Now, was I ready? I could be ready, but I shouldn't have the expectation that, oh, we're going to have sex, you know? And I stay away from online dating because that's just, I'm like, I used to think, I'm going to be very honest, not everybody, but I thought most people that did online dating, you know, they're just sluts. And I'm like, oh, these people just want to hook up. They don't want nothing serious, no relationships or whatever. But there's no difference between me and those people that do online dating, you know? My end result might be a little different. I might be like, oh, okay, I eventually want to talk to this person or put them in my stable. And, you know, a stable is basically your rotation of partners and people you go on dates with this though, so your number doesn't get too high. But, you know, I'm no different from people that, you know, I, that say they want a one-night stand. So... That's something else I had to learn about myself. But yeah, I want you guys to use this time and think like, okay, would you have sex with someone the first time you hung out with them or the first time you met them? And if so, do you, is that a habit that you have? Or is just like, okay, I met this person. They're very attractive, but I don't see something wrong with us. And even then, you know, you're that attracted to them physically. Is it still worth having sex with them? Because just because you have that mentality, they may not think that way. They may actually like you and think you giving yourself to them and your body is supposed to be your temple and sacred. They're thinking, oh, snap, this person is willing to have sex with me. That means they must like me as well. 
And then, you know, then you have this generation, the same people I'm talking about, my generation, which are the millennials and the older generation. So the MTV generation. Um, I, have I slept with a baby boomer before? No, 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 no. I won't go that far back, y'all. I got some. I got some uh, restrictions, but definitely MTV generation I have. Oh, I did have sex with a Gen Z or before too. Well, I mean, st- I used to. I still have sex with that same Gen Z. They are over twenty one when I met them, and they're over twenty one now. So don't R Kelly me, y'all. But yeah, I'm just like. But anyway, I got sidetracked. Um, but I'm saying is, yeah, it's, you know. If I, yeah, if someone is interested in me, I'm not interested in them, but I'm like, oh, I'm still just, I'm only physically attracted to them and I have sex with them. And then, you know, after that, I have no more, I got my fix, but that person liked me. Then what happens? Then you start, you know, declining them, you know, declining their phone calls, leaving their text messages on red. And to me, that is so disrespectful because that has happened to me before. And then also, now that I look back at it, I've done that to someone before, too. I was very attracted to this one guy. And actually, I was 23. They were 45. And the guy was like a complete gentleman to me the whole time and everything. I think what kind of turned me off about him was he basically admitted he had a boyfriend. But he was using like certain slang. And, you know, I I don't know if he's dl or he's just one of those gay guys it's like i don't want people in my business but we're having sex i mean i'm pretty much in your business and i'm your business too but he was just saying and ladies and people you know what effort i'm gonna give y'all a little bit of tea right now if you hear a guy particularly a man in his late 20s and older say my young bull he is sleeping with that young boy he's talking about. And the young boy is not a teenager or a kid. It's not like that. It's more like, especially in the Philly area. And you know what? I don't want to get shot. So I ain't gonna, I'm not out on anybody, but I don't want to get shot. I ain't going to give too much away. I'm going to just say this. <laughs> Any man that's over 20 that was like, not youngin. Youngin is different. Youngin is not that. If he says, my young boy, that is someone he's sleeping with. Just be very careful. I'm letting y'all know that now. Um, yeah, it, it is. He probably won't say that around a woman. If he said, you know, me and my youngins, or that's my that's my boy, or whatever, that's not gay at all. But if he says my young boy, and he's talking about one person in specific, don't mark him off yet. But if he refers to that same person as my young boy, and no one else a second time, a second occurrence, then you're dating a gay or bisexual man. I'm just letting you know that right now. So anyway, this guy was telling me, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, he was talking about him and his young bull or whatever. And I'm like, oh, snap, this guy got a whole boyfriend. And, you know, automatically I thought, okay, it can't be a relationship because he got somebody there. Plus, I've dealt with so many fuck guys at that point. Fuck boys. I'm just like, whatever. And plus, the guy was 45 years old, but a banging body. He's a swimmer, which is where I messed up at. And I was 20. I was 22 or 23 when this happened. And I was just like, you know what? I'm physically attracted to this man very much. And he was very attracted to me. 
But me knowing that he had a boyfriend, he also worked at... This is going to sound very classes of me, y'all. I'm sorry. I've matured since then, but I still probably wouldn't date someone that does this for a living. He was a loader at Burlington Co. Factory. And not the one... I don't want to say the name of this. Fuck it. Y'all know I used to live here. Not the one in downtown Philly, but he worked at another one. I think in like Jer- South Jersey. Not even North Jersey. In South Jersey. So I was like, oh, there's nothing that's going to happen here. And this man walked me home and everything. This was like late at night. I met him at night or whatever. So we slept together. He was a gentleman. Very nice. Everything. And then the couple days later he texts me and i ignore him then he calls me and i have my sister answer and my sister probably remembers this and i had her act like it was the wrong number and everything and the guy calls back my sister did the same thing and he cussed her out so i mean i definitely have toxic masculinity (laughs) tendencies or i did i've learned my lesson since then and i regret it actually because i really did like that guy but with this new guy that i'm like interested in or whatever i still haven't slept with this new guy um but we've talked several times and hung out um but yeah the first time though i legit thought i should have sex with him and i was expecting that and my feelings i was feeling a certain type of way when we didn't and i was like you know i think something clicked into me my conscience the Holy Spirit, who knows? And I'm like, wait a minute, Kim. <clears throat> you can't expect people to sleep with you the first time. Maybe they want to, you know, develop something with you. You know, maybe even if y'all don't get into a relationship, it's like, okay, you know, maybe we could be friends. And if we do end up hooking up, we do. And we could be friends with benefits. Emphasis on friends, though, versus someone I just sleep with, got my fix, and left. And then how would I feel if that had happened? I would feel cheap. I will feel used. And this is something that we should all contemplate, you know, or all think of, excuse me, not contemplate, you know, doing this to somebody, but contemplate that, damn, if I expect this for myself, this is probably what's going to happen. And then that feeling of feeling cheap and used is going to be very familiar to you. And that could be damaging to someone's, you know, self-esteem and how they look at themselves, so... I definitely learned my lesson and I'm going to stop expecting to sleep with people the first time I meet them. I'm not saying this happens all the time. It was just that I had like an intense attraction to this person and I was expecting like, damn, okay, you know, but, um, and then, you know, I started thinking like, damn, did they me is my personality dry like you know they thought my face and body was cute but do they think i'm dry you know and i've never been dry a day in my life so i'm thinking like what's going on but you know it was more like and i have never brought this up to him and he doesn't know that i do a podcast so yeah uh i mean he's never i've never confronted him and like hey you know the first time we met up why we didn't But I think the next time I see him, I might ask. I'm like, you know, were you scared or whatever? So, but he did say something today where I definitely think the next time we meet up, it might happen. I'll let you guys know. You know, this podcast is like my journal. (laughs) So, think about that. 
guys, I have straight men that listen to this podcast. You know, my friend who I shout out earlier is a straight man. Um, he's a res- he's respect he's respectful to the women he dates. Uh, he tells me about his dates. I'm not gonna get put his business out there, especially since I said his name. But he's very respectful. Um, but um, it's like, yeah, um, straight men, if you are interested in a woman, don't put her through the abuse Olympics. You know, don't have her go through like a six month trial of you just being mean to her. And you sleep with her, but you give her no emotional support. The only emotions that are coming from anyone in a relationship is you. And that's you saying, you know, oh, I expect you to do this. And this is why I don't mess with certain women. And don't try to manipulate them because I know a lot of men do that. They like to manipulate women and say, oh, well, this is why I don't mess with uh, women like, well, not women, like he's gay or something, but he. this is why I don't fuck with bitches like that. That's what they love to say, and it's horrible that they call women bitches like this. Um, but I hear it often. This is why I don't uh, want to be in a relationship because of X, Y, Z. Y'all do this, X, Y, Z. And it's more of him just using this as a tactic so a woman can give her all to him and he give her the bare minimum. And some women do it too. Uh, Some women, you know, they will say the same thing to a man. They will use a man uh, for as long as they can and think it's cute to use him and it's not at all. Uh, If a man wants to get you pregnant but he doesn't want to give you a title, specifically the title of wife, or a life partner, he's trash and you need to run for the hills. You know, I'm sick of hearing about these relationships where people get pregnant within six months of meeting someone. And half the time, they're not even officially boyfriend or girlfriend yet. But they got the man moving in with them. Sometimes the woman got kids. And, you know, the kids got a new tenant. I'm sorry, you got to pay bills to be a tenant. There's a new boarder at the house. Or a new child that the mother is sleeping with. She gets pregnant by him. He's cheating on her the whole time. And all within a year and a half, you got a baby by a man you don't know. And you're no longer in a relationship with because he cheated on you. That's a damn shame. And y'all were roommates at one point. Except you paid all the bills. So he was really a boarder or a dependent. I can't. The world is in a sad place right now. And I'm not even talking about with just injustice. I'm talking about with society being stupid as hell. Backwards as hell as well. You know, what? run from these people. I'm, I'm teaching y'all right now, run from these people. If a man wants to get you pregnant, but doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, run from the hills. Run from him. Yay, man. If you mess with a man please don't let him be on the down low stop hyping these down low men up i was never into down low men now yes i have messed with a down low man before but it wasn't exciting to me it was actually someone i end up caring about and allegedly they end up caring about me too but uh i'm saying allegedly because you know you don't know how these these people be acting but i mean i've messed with this man for years and years and years and i was act you know what i'm gonna be quiet but uh but yeah i you know but messing with download men is not cute it's not fun it's not exciting you know there's plenty of good black 
gay men. There's plenty of good white gay men, good Asian gay men open. You know, if you don't want a feminine man, I understand. You don't want a fat man, I understand. You don't want a skinny man, I understand. But don't hype up these quote unquote straight acting because I hate that term. DL men that think it's cute to, you know, sleep with these men because these men can never give you what you can from another out man. They can never do it, you know. They will never be in a relationship with you. You will always play second fiddle to their all their women, you know. They're probably sleeping with multiple women at the same time, but best believe if they're sleeping with five women, you're number six. And if a six woman comes, you're number seven because they have to make sure that they're putting on this front for all the women that they're messing with so they never find out about you. So if woman A is out of town and woman B is busy, he's going to go to woman C. He's not going to go to you at all. You can't take this man out in public. So you're having a whole relationship by yourself, basically, with some side dish penis from a guest appearance from a download man but your friends are never going to know about it ever you can't grow old with this person this person is never going to come out for you none of it's going to happen it's very toxic stay away from download men they are no good i'm telling you there is so many openly gay men good ones out here you don't need them lesbians i mean don't mess with the girls that think it's cute to make out with other girls and have sex with other girls, but they always going to go back to a man. There's plenty of lesbians out there, you know, and some very attractive ones too. get them. Get those queens. OK, get them there. DL is not cute. It's toxic. Stay away from it. Toxic relationships are just they, they, they they're very draining, you know. And then they start to affect your thinking. You know, I'm thinking that it's okay to sleep with a man on the fir the first time I meet him or the first date I'm on with him. That's not good. I think it's okay, you know, not to reply to a man's phone call or whatever and just leave his uh, phone call, uh, send it straight to voicemail or have someone acting like it's the wrong number. That's not cool. And this is stuff that I've done in the past and I'm not proud of. I regret and stuff that I not going to do again at least the uh, act like it's the wrong number i'm not doing that again now i may expect to sleep with someone on the first date again i, I who knows you know i'm i i not going to turn it down you know but at the same time though i shouldn't be offended if they don't want to sleep with me on the first date i shouldn't have that be an expectation it should be more like okay you know what i'm feeling you can you feeling me, right? Yes, we both consented. Let's do it. Something like that. So, And that toxic masculinity on my part or that toxic thinking that I had is probably the reason why I'm single today. Probably the reason why, you know, the two relationships that I've been in were toxic and horrible. It has kept me single for the past five years because they were just atrocious. And it's probably the reason why a lot of people all around the world, millions of people all over the world are single now. Tens of millions of people all over the world are single now because of that. And we just got to break out of that thinking. So no, no sexual expectations, no dating download people. Let's just respect one another. It is what it is.
And I'm glad that God gave me this lesson to learn before I turned 30. Because I really plan on being a mature 30-something-year-old person. I'm really excited. I'm one of the first of my friends to turn 30. I think I only have, like, as far as close friends, I think I have four of them that are already in their 30s. And they're exactly, well, wait a minute. My two best friends are 30. Um, one of my closest guy friends, he's in the top 10. He just turned 30 in February. One of my really good friends, who's probably one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life. She just turned 30. And then this year I have five more friends turning 30. So, you know, I'm in the middle of that, but you know, it's like my 20s, you know, they say our 20s is for us to learn and make mistakes. 30s is when, you know, you start to settle. So I do think I'm settling like, you know, my foundation is being built. My 40s, you know, hopefully, you know, God bless me to see my 40s. I'll be a family man. You know, I have a successful career. And my 50s, I'm just going to be doing the same thing I'm doing in my 40s. And when I get into my 60s, I'm going to be the most lit senior citizen y'all ever meet. I plan on being one of those people that take their kids to Vegas for their 21st birthday. The first night we go to town with my kids, I'll get them like, you know, bottle service and we're at the club. But the second night, I'm going to let them do their own thing because I don't want to be one of those old perverts hanging out at the club. And people think I'm trying to be a sugar daddy because I am not about that, okay? I could be a Splenda Guardian, but not a sugar daddy. I'm sorry, I'm taking these sips because this Prosecco, it's from Lunetta. They're not cutting me a check, but it's good. And I thought it would taste weird because I literally just gargled about 45 minutes ago. But even, and I use Listerine only. So Listerine is very strong, but even with the Listerine taste kind of still in my mouth, this Lunetta Prosecco is good. I'm going to try not to drink the whole bottle tonight, but you know what? I'm not going to make no promises. Um, But yeah, that's what I plan on doing. And, you know, 30s come in and I recognize these things about myself. And I just hope that I got to you guys today because toxic masculinity, toxic femininity. I'm going to touch on toxic femininity real quick. I'm not a woman. I can't tell you what a woman does. I'm not going to pretend to be a scholar on women. Women, you know, y'all don't know every woman, so don't act like y'all scholars too. But I will say this though. All of my straight brothers and my lesbian sisters, okay? When you are dating a woman, I'm all about chivalry. Even in a lesbian relationship, it's not chivalry. It's called being, having manners. But, you know, for the sake of this conversation, let's just use chivalry for, uh, interchangeably between the genders, between the sexes. Because um, there are some non-gender straight men. Or, y'all know, y'all, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Fuck it, I don't got time. But you know what I mean. Um, respect the woman, Definitely. However, also make sure that the amount of respect and decency that you're projecting to that woman, they're giving back to you. You know, it's not cute for a woman to use you. It's not cute for a woman to emasculate a man or down and play and disrespect a woman. 
it's not cute for a woman to go back and forth with her sexuality to play with you. Um, it's not cute for a woman if she have children trying to make you the second parent because that's not your responsibility, especially if you're new in a relationship. Now, if y'all married or engaged, then you know what the kids are part of the package. But do not let anyone disrespect you, even if they're a woman, because women do have the capability of being toxic as well. Men do not have the monopoly on being toxic. So that's all I want to say. But um, you guys, it was great speaking with y'all. Um, it's beautiful outside. My birthday's in two days. Feel free to uh, cash at me. Um, then what is my cash? At? Oh, it's Key and ACB. You can cash at me that way. I take $2 donations, $5 donations. The bigger the donation, the bigger the blessing um, for me. But God will get you too. And I'm just so happy to speak to you guys again. I'm going to try again, like I said, give you guys an episode before 4th of July. But I really needed to use these uh, past few months to really just reflect on myself, you know. Uh, Coronavirus, I wasn't taken seriously. I still believe it's, you know, it's another form of the flu. It is. Uh, but it has hit close to home. So it um, that that's very sad about that. Um, I also been alone a lot in the house. And I've kind of had to learn to deal with myself. And, you know, I think the whole being by yourself thing is overrated. I definitely appreciate days where, you know, I could be alone at home and, you know, watch, you know, old movies. Like, I love old movies. I love Casablanca, you know. Um, I finished watching Downton Abbey, something a show that I love a lot and for years wanted to finish. Um, I've watched a lot of good TVs, a lot of good movies. I've been practicing my French a little bit. I need to get better at it, and I've recognized that, too. Um, I've been doing a lot of planning for stuff that happens after, you know, coronavirus ends. I've also reevaluated some relationships and some friendships. Um, I think my relationships and friendships were already strong, so I didn't have to do that much. But I also realized I should try to make more of an effort. And I've tried, not with everyone, which I wish I did, but I can still, I'm still trying to um, just be better in contact with my friends, you know. Yes, it's a two-way street, but you know what? If I notice I haven't spoken to someone in a while, maybe it's best that, you know, I reach out to them. And at least, you know, with the whole coronavirus thing going on, it's not like, oh, I'm hitting them out to go out with. And most of my friends don't even live near me. But still, you know, just to catch up with them and seeing them, knowing about what's going on in their lives, I'm happy, you know. Uh, Five of my friends, you know, completed school. During coronavirus, four of them got their master's. I'm so proud of them. Uh, one of my friends is about to start his PhD. Two of my friends are about to start their MBAs. You know, uh, my best friend, this is her son's first summer. So I hope I see them soon. But I don't want to because, you know, he's a baby. And they live all the way up in Jersey. Uh, my other best friend, you know, she... It's about to start her dissertation for her PhD. 
Um, I it's just like a lot of blessings are around me during this time of turmoil, and I'm just blessed to be here and recognize that and realize that. I'm blessed to recognize and realize the issues that I have within myself I need to work on. I'm blessed that, you know, I have another birthday approaching. Um, and also recently, I'll tell you guys this too. I had a situation where I believe I can finally live my life the way I want to. Um, I was not out to everyone important to me. Um, particularly one person. Because I know their views already. But they wanted to be my Facebook friend. And I'm like, hey, what I'll do is I won't give you a formal coming out. But what I'm not going to do is hide who I am, especially at my age. Because, you know, I told y'all I'm just a real last person. And I got an answer I was expecting. My birthday's in two days, so maybe I can talk to this person and confront them. I'm not going to be confrontational, but definitely confront what their issue is and let them know like, hey, if you want to be a part of my life or whatever, this is something that you need to accept. And this person claims to be a religious person. God is perfect. God is omnipotent. So God knew this about me before I knew it. He loved me when I was not even on this earth yet. And if you believe everything that you read and preach, then, you know, you should know God has no problem with me. And for all of y'all could say I'm ratchet after this episode, I'm a hoe. I like to drink and turn up, whatever. But one thing y'all can y'all could never say about me is I don't take my relationship with God seriously. So with that being said, I'm out to everyone now uh if people read this listen to this podcast and they didn't know that about me i'm shocked to be honest um this particular person doesn't listen to this podcast but who knows somebody might forward it to them which i hope they do uh (laughs) but yeah so our time is running low guys but i want to say thank you all for listening Thank you guys for just still being here on this earth. This is a very difficult time. Um, far as Black Lives Matter, I'm definitely going to focus on that the next episode. But I do want to say this to y'all. Yes, it's great that some of these cops are being fired. Yes, I'm so happy that defund the police is becoming a topic because this is something I've believed in for so many years. You, you know, the government is complaining about, you know, education and how we're number two i think um when i was watching waiting for superman back in college it said we're number 22 in the world now in education i'm not surprised i'm surprised we're not lower especially when you know school budgets are being cut but military budgets are rising and you know police budgets are rising and you know i can't understand with the military but do they really need more money every year than schools Not everyone's going into the military. We shouldn't always be, you know, we should be prepared to go to war, but we shouldn't spend like we are in a war because that's a big ass problem. And then you got these people out here in America that don't even know their timetables, don't know how to read, but they're graduating from high school. Then they're in our workforce. You know, these people can't migrate to other countries. They're stuck here. So now you're weakening our workforce and you're causing millions of people 
to just basically be, you know, unskilled. And for all of you right-wingers that may hear this podcast, I'm talking to y'all motherfuckers right now. For y'all who are anti-immigration, well, best believe if they don't support the schools and they want to continue to defund public education and raise the military, who do y'all think, where do y'all think those people, the doctors and the teachers and all the educated people, where do you think they have to come from? They're not coming from us. They're going to get those people from other countries. And y'all can't bitch and complain about immigration, then can you? No. So stop it. Black Lives Matter, public education, defunding the police is way more than just party politics and racial politics, if you will. It is something that's going to benefit America. Motherfuckers. Yes, I'm cussing a lot today because I'm a little annoyed right now. Um, But yeah, I'm all for defunding the police. I don't care. Um, And defunding the police doesn't mean they fire them or lay them off. What it means is they don't need as much money as they got their previous year or even just leave their budget the same. So that way that money, that surplus or whatever can go to public schools. And also why do police officers need military weapons? That makes no sense. They're supposed to protect the people, not attack the people. So with that being said, defund the police. Um, Black Lives Matter Plaza, D.C. I've been on it. I love it. I may have lunch on it this weekend, to be honest, with a glass of champagne. And I'm going to be looking towards the White House and say, Trump, you will be evicted in about six months. Um, Y'all go out there and vote. Y'all continue with these protests. I love it. But don't let Juneteenth being a holiday and getting rid of Aunt Jemima be the end goal because it's not it's so much deeper than that you know we need to defund these police we need police reform right now we need these racist cops fired these racist teachers fired okay we need a social system to just be changed okay and not a disadvantage to anyone just because we're pro-black doesn't mean we're anti-white okay and to my native american brethren I am on y'all side all day, every day. I know y'all the number one people being killed by the cops every year. My Native American sisters on the reservations, I know that y'all the number one rape victims in this country and being raped three times more likely than women outside of Native American reservations. I have y'all back too, and I will fight for y'all as hard as I fight for black people. With that being said, y'all all have a blessed day, a blessed evening, a blessed week. God bless y'all, and I will speak to y'all soon. Bye-bye.